Our scripture this morning comes from Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11 through 13. Surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for harm, to give you a future with hope. Then when you call upon me and come to pray to, oh my gosh, and pray to me, I will hear you. When you search for me, you will find me. If you seek me with all your heart, I will let you find me, says the Lord. This is the word of God. Hello. For the past six years or so, I've had the pleasure of standing up here at this pulpit and speaking to you to address the congregation as a whole and share my experiences as part of the youth ministry. I've spoken about my experience as a confirmand, a work camper, a member of the worship team, and nearly everything in between. I always start these testimonies with a ridiculously cheery greeting for how early it is, including my name and where I go to school. So, for the last time ever, good morning! My name's Hannah Flynn, and I just graduated from Harlem High School. Thank you. Much to my surprise, senior year was one of the most difficult and emotionally draining experiences I'd ever endured. Um, it's one of those things that you're aware of when it happens around you and you think you're excited for it because I don't want to be in these hallways anymore and I don't want to see these people anymore. Um, and then it finally got to my turn and I realized I wasn't as ready as I thought I was. This past year for me was all about the Harlem Music Program. I got to be a president of a group known as the Triumph Music Honor Society. I held regular meetings and coordinated and hosted events and advocated for musicians of all ages. I wrapped up my career as a band member. I've been playing the flute since the fourth grade. And I wrapped up my career as a choir member. I was a member of a group called the, uh, the Voices of Harlem, which is an elite acapella group at the high school level. And I spent a lot of time at the school and the choir and band rooms became a home, and the people that I knew there were my family, and it was a lot harder to let them go than I thought it was. And throughout the year, I felt so inspired and so fulfilled, and I had this feeling like, wow, this is exactly where I'm meant to be, because that's what I've worked so hard to achieve since I was in fourth grade. <clears throat> and I'd love to stand up here and tell you that I feel just as fulfilled now that it's over, and that I'm not worried about what's going to happen when they're all you know, having great concerts without me next year, but I gotta be honest, I'm pretty scared. I, <laughs> I don't really know what's gonna happen. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, as many of my, tier, my peers could tell you, this is a very confusing and overwhelming time when for the first time in our lives, we have real control about where our path is leading us. Whether that be college, trade school, or entering the workforce, or taking a year off. This is the most poignant example of a season in our lives where we must draw near to God and do our best to discern where we are being led. Over the past few years, I've experienced the presence of God in incredibly powerful ways. He has real ways of letting me know when something is wrong, when someone could use a little extra grace, or when I need to let things go. You'd think that in this time of anxiously waiting an answer to the question, God, it's me, where do you want me to go? I would be able to find some clarity. And as we all can attest, no matter how much we want him to say, hey, it's me, go this way, the answer nine times out of ten is simply wait. Trust me, I got this. And I was like, cool, thanks. Jeremiah 29:11 has always provided me with comfort, especially when life is transitioning. When I become overwhelmed with worry about my major, my career, and my calling, I'm reminded that before I was created, God saw me in this moment and hand-designed every aspect of my life. 
and the life that I have yet to discover. I was created just as much for this moment standing before you today as I was for the most fulfilling moments like praying with my residents at work camp. And though I am met with deep hesitation and fear regarding the next phase in my life, I'm so grateful for the opportunities and support that I've been given through this congregation. Three years ago, I was able to join our pastors, Jane, Dee, and Scott on Ash Wednesday for my sophomore year job shadow. I had the honor of meeting and delivering ashes for Jim Baker, a devoted member of our congregation living with ALS. He lost his fight with ALS mere weeks later. Though his life was cut far too short, I was so grateful to have had the opportunity to witness someone with such strong faith, as well as witness the kind of unending support that his wife provided for him. This past October, I had the honor of attending a vigil at a local synagogue honoring the lives lost at the Tree of, lost, Tree of Life shooting in Pittsburgh. I witnessed religious leaders of all faiths and walks of life praying and mourning together, and it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Both of these experiences weigh heavy on my heart when thinking about my future, and even though I'm not completely sure which path I'm headed down, whether it be seminary or missionary or comparative religions or who knows, honestly, uh, I will be striving for a stronger relationship and a deeper understanding of the Lord as I do so. In addition to my experiences, I'm overwhelmed by the support that I've received from my peers and the members of, the, of this congregation. The other day, Pastor Jane set aside a pretty hefty chunk of time to sit down with me and freak out about my future, as one does. So, thank you for that. I got to spend an afternoon discussing sermons with Tom and Ellen Walker a couple years ago. It was a lovely afternoon, so thank you very much. Um, I always get a hug from Grandpa Haas over there. Hi. Uh, I get letters and cards from you guys at work camp and for special occasions. There's even a lady that comments on all my Facebook posts, and she and my grandma brag about me in the comment section all the time. But I love it, so thank you. This church is a real family, and I know that my peers and I can always turn to you for prayers and support. There aren't enough words to describe how this church has transformed me and my life, and I'm so grateful for everything that you have done, and I know that you'll support me in the future. Thank you very much. Uh, I forgot to do this in the last service, so I'm not forgetting now. My name is Miriam. Um, I just recently graduated from Rockford Christian High School, and I'll be attending North Central College in the fall, and I'll be majoring in anthropology. Um, and this morning, I'm just here to reflect with you guys about um, how this church has been so influential to me and discovering um, God's call on my life. Um, we read Jeremiah 29:11 a lot, um, and we don't necessarily understand the context of what is happening in the Bible at the moment. God is speaking to his, his chosen people, the Israelites, and they are in exile. So they're not where they're supposed to be, and they're not listening to him, and they're not trusting in him. And he's telling them to wait and be patient, and that he knows the plans that he has, and he needs them to trust that he will enact those plans. And while that verse is not talking to one specific person, I think that that verse holds truth in all of our lives. God has a plan for all of us, and it is up to us to decide to follow that. And it takes a lot of surrendering on our own part to follow that. We have to give up our own plans and our own ideas for our lives and follow what God has set out for us. Because as the matter of the fact is, is that that's so much better than anything we could have imagined for ourselves. 
Finding out what God's plans are for you is very complex. It takes a lot of focus, a lot of prayer, and a lot, a lot of support. And I found that support through this congregation, through the pastors, through youth pastors and leaders, and through teachers at school, and I'm so deeply grateful for all of it. You guys have offered me support and guidance in my life when I've needed it the most. You guys have also helped me learn more about God's call on my life. You have allowed us and my friends, me and my friends, to speak in countless services, and you have enthusiastically accepted us and welcomed us with open arms, even though sometimes we probably didn't have the best messages. Um, you have put time and money and effort into the youth program so that we can go on trips like work camp. And those trips truly have sparked my passion for ministry. Um, a couple years ago, the work camps transitioned from having the leaders give the nightly chapels to the students giving the night nightly chapels. And so I was fortunate enough to be able to be a part of that transition. And the idea behind it was that the kids would be able to learn more about being leaders among their peers and then grow up to be leaders as adults. And then also um, having kids speak in the nightly chapels helps us relate to each other more. Um, and kids learn more by hearing from people their own age instead of adults. So the first year that we did that was two years ago. We went to Belleville, Illinois, and um, beforehand, we were able to be a part of Sermon Shapers with the pastors and a few people of the congregation, and we spent a lot of time brainstorming and having writing sessions, and it really sparked something inside of my heart. And actually giving the message that Monday night at Belleville ignited the flame that made me realize that Ministry is where I am called, and that is something that I am most passionate about. I feel most alive when I am on these work camps, serving and giving my life to the Lord, and I firmly believe that this is where God is calling me in my life. Without this church and this congregation, I don't think that I would have had the countless opportunities to explore my faith, my relationship with God, and my call in my, my call to ministry. I know that six years ago, I came here kicking and screaming as a seventh grader. I was very angsty. I, we moved here, and I really didn't want to move. I didn't want to go to a new church, and I was adamant that I was not going to get involved, and we all see how that turned out. Um, <laughs> I've, I've found a family here, and it's a family that supports me and loves me and comforts me, but it's a family that urges me forward in my life. It's a family that urges me to do better and to be stronger in my faith and to go out into the unknown and explore things that I might not have done before or thought of before, and I am sincerely and deeply grateful for that. And without this church, I wouldn't have some of the most important people in my life. Though these work camps have been so influential in me understanding that I want to be in ministry, but also they've been so influential of me finding some of the most important people in my life, such as Dan Robinson, Riley Martin, all of these lovely ladies up here. Um, it's been such a wonderful experience finding the people that I know will be there with me throughout the rest of my life. 
guiding me and being there for me. And I just want to say thank you so, so much for everything. Thank you. Hello, I'm back. My name is Kaylee Swafford, and I recently just graduated from Harlem High School. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie to you guys right now. I really just want to take this off. Oh my gosh, goodness, I've always wanted to do this. <laughs> right here? Oh, okay. Oh, okay, no worries. Yeah, I won't walk around, we're good. Um, I just feel more casual when I do this. I want to be able to talk to you guys like you are my family because essentially you are. You're my church family, along with these people. Um, man, I had a little something prepared it wasn't much. So I'm going to continue to tell my stories about my favorite memories. So I would say, let's see, I started my seventh grade year. And I didn't have a background in any religion because my family never really went to church. Um, so coming here at a lock-in and with, um, via Hannah and Taylor... Um, I never really, I think that was a good starting point because it was so casual, so I could kind of bring myself into religion and really start to learn a little bit more. Um, my favorite me memory was, uh, <laughs> that lock-in. We played sardines, as you do. Um, I was running around, you know, trying to find a spot, and I stepped on a thumbtack. And you know, that sounds like a horrible memory. It really does. But I think in some odd way, that kind of brought me closer to a lot of people. And it really, I don't know, it's, it was my first memory of the church. And although it sounds like it was a bad one, the roots of it was really, it was really fun. And I'm glad that I continue to come. And then work camps. Work camps have always been my favorite. I didn't go to my first one, but... There's Hannibal this year, so at least I'll be going to that one. Um, I will always remember two work camps ago. We went to Belleville. Um, I was on my way home from vacation, and I think the first night that I came there, Dan Robinson decided he wanted to do a little activity where he had a bunch of coolers, and he set them up in like a little square. So actually, you know what? Now that I have this in my hand, I can demonstrate. So there's a little square of coolers, and he had the four people lay down on, on our backs, but our legs were still like, this is really hard to explain, I'm sorry. Um, um, and he had us laying down on these, like on top of each other, like, like this. Um, and he would slowly, one by one, take away the coolers as he was having like some suspenseful music going on. It was really scary. My abs were killing me. And by the time he took all of them off, we were all, like, screaming. We are like, oh, my gosh, my abs hurt. Oh. But it was really fun. It was like a team bonding kind of situation. Um, and then there was last year. Last year, I had two sites, one of which was a social services um, company. And my favorite part of that was the dog. Don't ask me what the, the dog's name was. I do not remember for some reason. Um, but he was a blast. And that was a pretty easy site. All we had to do was paint. But we also had our second site. And 
the lady that was there had just lost her mother. Um, so she was kind of off and on, like coming near or coming with us, like helping us out as she could because we had to do drywall. Um, but she was busy cleaning out some of her mother's stuff from her living room. But she was an incredible lady. And there was just something about her. Words can't really put in, describe her. But she was really one of the most kind-hearted, selfless per people I've ever met. She, oh man, I got all emotional. Um, she um, gave us like this little lunch, and I think a lot of um, uh, residents did that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Couldn't think of the word. Um, but there was just, I don't know. I'm getting, I'm out of lost words for this woman. She kind of felt like a family member, even though I had only met her for a week. But that was the type of person she was. She was very kind-hearted, and she was so easy to talk to. So I hope one day that I get to go back to the, the resident and meet her again and tell her about my life now and update her on everything because she, man, I'm sorry. I just keep getting out of lost words. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, my name is Taylor Greenland. Uh, I just graduated from, from Harlem High School, and I will be attending Rock Valley College as well in the fall. Um, Pastor Dan has given us seniors a chance to address the congregation one last time um, this morning and just kind of reflect on our time um, as members of Christ Church. Uh, this last week, I've been kind of racking my brain for the perfect memories to share with everybody to best represent my time here as a youth. Um, uh, but once I got to thinking about the last... 18 or so years um, as, a, as a member here, I've realized this church and this congregation have played a really big role in my life since I was very small. Um, I've, been I've been preparing for my high school graduation party for the last few weeks, and part of that has included flipping through all of my old photo albums, um, looking through pictures for photos to display um, at the party for everyone to see me like, as I grow up. And I was looking through them the other day, and I found a few um, from when I was only two years old up here getting baptized. And I have uh, some shots of me and um, our old Pastor Dick walking us up and down the aisle, and I was toddling around and meeting my new church family. Um, and as I look out onto the same pews now as a high school graduate, I realize that many of you were probably there for that first major milestone in my life, as most of you have been um, for each further step of my childhood into young adulthood. Um, from that day on, Christ Church has been a central part of my development. From the days of Sunday school and kids' club musicals to summers of vacation Bible school, all the way to when I first entered the middle school program, 412. From then on till now, the many retreats, lock-in, car hop fundraisers, dinner theater rehearsals, weekend and week-long work camps, everything has enriched my life and blessed me with so many memories that I will cherish forever. I would like to thank every single one of you for being such a large part of all of our spiritual developments. Growing up in this church, I have found a second family who have helped me and every single youth in this church in learning to live a life to honor Christ and use the spiritual gifts God has given us to serve others through the Lord. My church family has gone out of their way to help me along this journey in every season of it. CUMC's mission of gather, grow, and go is so alive in this church, and I've seen it exemplified most prominently in the youth. 
Because of the mentors in this congregation, we have learned invaluable leadership skills and about the importance of ministry. Serving others through experiences such as work camp have humbled me and made me fall in love with giving myself to serve others and be the hands and feet of Christ. So thank you, for Church, for giving us all these lessons for which we are all so grateful. Um, first of all, you guys are talking like this is the last time you're going to be up here. Well, we're going to expect you to come back and do a lot more. Work so, camp. yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and also, um, I just want to give a thanks to the congregation. Um, I hope you heard in their testimonies that it's not just one youth director or one pastor that had an effect on them. It's this community of faith that has been faithful and um, came around these youth and that's why we have the kind of youth ministry that we have here. And so uh, we just like to give you thanks for that. And also, um, uh, you know, you guys to you guys, um, we hope that we've taught you that, um, you know, no matter what you go through, good and bad, that God is there with you. And, um, you know, as you go forward into your new journey, um, into college and new things, um, that you always remember that God is with you, not in the God is watching you kind of way, but uh, God is there um, whenever you need God, and we will always be here for you as well. So um, with that, let us pray together. Gracious God, we give you thanks for these graduates and their witness to your faithfulness. As they embark on this new phase of their lives, help them to hold on to the truth that you go before them wherever they go. Fill them with your wisdom to discern all things. Give them strength when they struggle. Give them faith to pray when they are in need of you. Help them trust the plans, the good plans you have for them. In your holy name we pray. Amen.